0: Coming right up, Straight Talk with Art Levine. Our subject tonight, Saving Community Hospital with guests, Long Beach City Councilman Daryl Supernaw, Dr. Mario Molina, and John Molina as we continue our 26th anniversary year.
1: Straight Talk is brought to you in part by the Port of Long Beach, a leader in international trade and environmental stewardship. And the Press-Telegram, your local news leader for over 100 years. And scan health plan for your health and independence. Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now, your host, Art Levine.
0: Good evening, and welcome to Straight Talk. Uh, We are going to be focused tonight on saving community hospital. This is the second show we have done on this subject because of the importance we feel it plays. And we're very pleased to have as our first guest, uh, our Long Beach City Councilman from the Fourth District, uh, Daryl Supernoir. Councilman, welcome to our show.
2: Thanks, Hart. It's an honor and a pleasure to be here.
0: Thank you, thank you. Well, tell us why, in your view and in the city's view, a saving community hospital is uh, such a priority.
2: Uh, Our community hospital is a critical asset to uh, the city of Long Beach in general, and especially to the east side of the city. It's the uh, only acute care hospital with an emergency room, um, and it serves uh, even a greater regional area if other hospitals go on what they call divert, if their emergency rooms are filled, uh, then it's the uh, only game in town uh, for the southeast uh, corner of the city. And in
0: these emergency situations, Time is critical. Time, minutes can make the difference between life and death.
2: Yes, that's a a huge part of the scenario. And also we have, when we get into paramedics and whatnot, uh, their wait times uh, in the emergency room uh, to drop off patients and whatnot. All all that is affected.
0: Who owns Community community Hospital? Uh,
2: The property and the facility is all owned by the city of Long Beach. It was uh, deeded to the city I believe in 1911 by the then Water Department. And uh, Community Hospital was built in 1924, so it's been there serving the citizens of Long Beach for 94 years.
0: And I know that uh, so many people have personal experiences with Community Hospital. They were born there, their kids were born there, uh, some important uh, medical treatments were provided. Uh, they The name is more than just name Community Hospital, they are part of the fabric of the community.
2: Yeah, that is really true. And and most folks know I'm born and raised in in Long Beach. So actually four generations of my family have used the facility. And uh, I think we have a lot of those stories on record now. uh, Since the uh, proposed closure, so many people are reaching out to my office and and telling us stories about how how meaningful, uh, what an asset this has been to their families.
0: Now, community hospital is now owned by Memorial Care. Why did Memorial Care uh, choose to uh, close the hospital?
2: Well, yeah, just just a clarification. The city still owns it, and and Memorial Care was the operator. Operator.
0: Why did they want to cease operating the hospital?
2: Well, I can just tell you what they've said is they they felt that the buildings were untenable, that they couldn't make it work. Um, Earthquake-wise. Yes. And so what they did is they notified us in... um, Well, back in uh, on October 30th, 2017, that they would not be, um, they would be uh, leaving the facility. Uh, There was a deadline, a state deadline of July, 2019, uh, but they left it open-ended. We didn't know when they were leaving. And then in March of uh, 2018, they informed us that, you know, we're gonna do this a year early. We're gonna be out by July, 2018.
0: And this was a bit of a surprise to the city.
2: Um, Yes, it was, but um, I had been studying the situation uh, for the three years I had been in office. I knew a couple of critical factors, that is that their their license to operate from the state was due on April 28th. So anyone who watched that first study session we had on November 14th will recall that I I asked Memorial Care, will you at least renew that license? I thought that was a critical piece for them to do. And here we are. you know, eight months later, and that turns out to be a key piece there.
0: And uh, as you're suggesting, uh, and the facts sometimes get ahead or behind uh, the taping of our TV show, but the uh, Memorial Hospital agreed recently to withdraw its uh, request to close the hospital and, and rather put it in suspense. Tell us about that.
2: Yeah, there's uh, actually two categories. They could have surrendered this hospital license that was renewed on April 28th or place it in suspension, and, and that would allow someone else to take over a hospital that is licensed, so that uh, has a continuing license.
0: And in the next segment of the show, we'll meet some of the principles of the group that the city has chosen as the one they want to take over the project.
2: Right, um, and that piece uh, would enable the new group to come in and acquire their own license to a, a, you know, within a licensed facility. And that's, uh, uh, to say it's just a difference of night and day is an understatement, that uh, this makes it uh, uh, very doable where it would have been uh, next to impossible otherwise.
0: So that's a huge difference, the suspension of the license versus the termination of the license or... Or,
2: or surrender. Yeah. Surrender the
0: license, yeah. yeah. Uh, So what do you see happening in the future?
2: Well, there are, we're we're working on multiple areas and, um, you know, um, there's just an alphabet soup of acronyms for state agencies, county agencies, and departments to deal with. So right now, um, for my office, uh, we're working on a piece with a state agency, the acronym is OSHPED, and that is the seismic piece. And um, most uh, folks know that uh, our office put up the money to hire an architectural firm, uh, Perkins and Will, to get that process started. So that works concurrently or parallel to another process that is starting up with, um, all, this is the California Department of Public Health, and the new operators will work with them on establishing the parameters to, to work on getting that license. Now, that's, that's, that's a process between the new um, what, here's another, well, I won't use the acronym, the Molina Wu group. Yes. Um, and uh, that is a process that they work with the state of California, but the city will do everything in its power to uh, help that and process. And the
0: Molina Wu group is the group that the city chose of the half a dozen or so applicants uh, to, uh, to run with this project.
2: Absolutely, they came out on top. Um, I personally, as as a born and raised Long Beach guy, uh, really happy to see that the Molinas involved.
0: And in the next segment we'll be meeting Dr. Mario Molina and then later in the show his brother John Molina uh, about their uh, involvement in this community. So stay with us, we'll be back with more of our show after these messages. We're back, continuing our discussion about saving community hospital, joined now by Dr. Mario Molina, who is part of the WMWN group. Welcome, Dr. Molina. Thank you. Tell us about MWN,
3: who are they? So, the M is for Molina, my brother John and I. W is for Wu, Dr. Wu, who runs AHMC hospitals. And N is for network medical management, which is run by Dr. Sim which manages uh, doctor practices.
0: And Dr. Wu has uh, uh, supervised and operated six or seven hospitals?
3: Dr. Wu's organization runs seven hospitals, including one that they bought in Orange County from Memorial Care.
0: Small world. Yes, it is. Why did you and your brother, John, decide to get involved in this uh, effort to save community hospital?
3: Well, uh, you know, Art, um, I got a call one morning from John and he said, they're closing community hospitals. Is there anything we can do? And so I called Dr. Wu and I called Dr. Sim and I said, would you guys be willing to help us try to keep the hospital open? And you know, without knowing anything about it, Dr. Wu stepped up immediately. Wow. So we, we wanted to do it because Memorial, our community has been such a, an important part of the community for so long. Memorial didn't want to do this anymore. And so we wanted to bring in a really qualified hospital operator to keep the hospital open and make sure that the emergency room stayed open.
0: And just for the record, as almost, I'm sure almost all of our viewers know, uh, Dr. Mario Molina and John Molina were uh, principal officers of Molina Healthcare, a New York Stock Exchange-listed public company. Uh, Darrell, that must have made a big difference in your life and in uh, the feeling about the city of getting a... a group of this quality to be interested in participating in your program.
2: Absolutely, they had the best of the best, um, all the elements covered. And uh, as I said uh, in the previous segment, uh, to me personally, it was great to have Long Beach people involved. That was very unique and uh, not only- Long Beach
0: people involved in a hospital, that has a 90-year history They're of being part of Long Beach.
2: Precisely. That I, I, I knew that uh, we didn't have to explain the history of the facility to them and I didn't think I had to explain how important that is to the City of Long Beach. And as you just heard, they, yeah. they, they felt that right off the bat.
0: And so that decision recently of putting the license in suspense as opposed to surrender makes a big difference in the, uh, in the timing and the cost of the transfer.
2: Yes, it does, because um, as, as great a proposal as was, was presented, we still had an issue. That is, we still needed this license in suspense to, to make it really feasible uh, for the new group to, uh, to run the hospital. What are
0: other obstacles that you see, Dr. Mario, in, uh, between uh, now and the finish line?
3: Well, there are a number of things that we have to do. The license is going to go into suspense, which is really important, because it means they're not surrendering it so we can come back later on and pick that up. Um, We're going to have to work with the city and their architects to come up with a plan. And it's a little bit like a Rubik's Cube. We're gonna have to move things around to fit everything we need into the footprint of the uh, historic building. And then we're gonna have to- Just for the
0: record, the historic building, uh, the legacy building uh, that most people think of when you think of community, is not where there's an earthquake problem. The earthquake problem is in the surrounding areas, other parts of the hospital.
3: That's correct. So the the legacy building is probably the safest building. The oldest. Which is ironic, yeah, because I, yeah. it is the oldest.
0: Right. You know, when we had Matt, who's British here, uh, the head of the Community Foundation, he said, yeah, I grew up in England in a house that was 200 years old. They, they built them well back
3: then. So once we get the configuration, we're going to have to um, then reactivate the license, hire the staff back, uh, and then the third part is to figure out what to do with the rest of the property. Because there are a lot of facilities there that can be used, they just can't be used for an acute care hospital.
0: Yes, and you could build additional facilities if it was economically uh, rational to do so, whether it be a restaurant or anything else on that 11 acres.
3: Well, that's where John comes in. That's, his job is to figure out what to do with
2: the rest of the property. Ah,
0: OK. Well, next segment, we'll find out. But uh, uh, it's exciting to be working with partners of this quality.
2: It absolutely is. And just to clarify, there's an earthquake fault that runs diagonally across the property. And so it, it has uh, two factors. That is um, the, the proximity to that fault line is key. So the legacy building is the furthest distance away from that fault line.
0: Okay, so uh, uh, and the, there's another component I know in the solution, and that is changing by legislation the timelines that certain things happen have to happen. And uh, uh, who is our legislator who's been? Well, yeah, in this? Patrick O'Donnell, Patrick took, O'Donnell.
2: Uh, brought forth an assembly bill, and that went to committee, and they said, well, if you come up with a plan show us your plan you have in place, we'll consider this, and that would be an extension we were hoping for possibly five years from that July uh, uh, 2019 date.
0: So that would take a little bit of the pressure off uh, for, an, for immediate changes.
2: Right. Give us some time to work out the details and, uh, and just have everything in place uh, for, for the future.
3: So, so I, think, I think it's important to note, too, that community hospital is not the only facility that has this problem. There are many other facilities in the state that have this. And so the legislation to give us a little bit more time um, is not unusual. In fact, I think there was a bill passed earlier this year for something like 25 facilities.
0: So there are other hospitals facing this kind of problem, and this bill would be useful for them as well. Absolutely. Well, uh, as we come to the end of this segment, what is your vision of the future if things work out the way you would hope?
3: Well, you know, I think... Medicine has changed a lot, and hospitals need to keep up with the times. So for us, I think the next step is to build a hospital that will serve East Long Beach for the 21st century. And as more things shift from inpatient hospital to outpatient services, figure out how we repurpose the buildings that are there to continue to serve the community and provide healthcare to East Long Beach.
0: Well said, well said. Well, at this point, we wanna thank our Councilman Darrell Subinor for joining us. And in the next segment, we'll meet uh, Mario's brother, John, who will tell us what's gonna happen on the rest of the property. Stay with us.
3: How do you like your chances the rest of the way? I got
2: no idea. But I do know that if we stay with Naples
3: Rib Company, or at least we won't go hungry.
4: Coach, what do you think about some of those questionable calls tonight? Oh, yeah, but if you want a sound call,
2: I'd call Naples Rib Company. You can't miss on that call.
4: Then Naples Rib Company is part of your game plan?
2: There really is nothing more motivating than a great barbecue meal at
4: Naples Rib Company. Victory or not, Naples Rib Company. Great gameplay. Founded in 1976, Polly's Gourmet Coffee is Southern California's most complete gourmet coffee store. Polly's has the best tasting coffee, freshly roasted every day right in the store, plus a wide selection of teas, an in-house bakery, espresso bar, patio dining, and more. We also offer Wi-Fi, free internet access for all of our customers. Our nationwide clientele agree, when it comes to coffee, there's only one name to remember, Pauly's. 4606 East 2nd Street, welcoming you into Belmont Shore. Bill Trainees mixes California style with continental cuisine that includes fresh seafood from around the world. Since Bill is the chef, the menu has a wide variety of pastas, salads, soups, and appetizers that feature his unique personal touch. And the Italian-American signature dishes are simply beyond delicious. You never know who you're going to run into at Trainees, from the famous sports legends on the Wall of Fame, to local celebrities having a drink at the bar. For the best fine dining experience...
1: This You've been planning this moment for a long time. It couldn't be a more perfect moment. And you have the perfect ring that will tell her, I want to love you forever. But nothing is perfect. Don't listen to that guy. He got the ring at McCarty's.
4: McCarty's McCarty makes a moment.
1: We are back discussing
0: uh, trying to save Community Hospital, joined now by John Molina. John, welcome to our show. Thank you, sir. Uh, You're kind of in charge of everything else that's going to go on these 10 acres. What what are some of your thoughts?
5: Well, I think as Mario said, we want to make the hospital a 21st century hospital which means less things occur in the hospital, more outpatient. So we are looking at adding behavioral health services, both outpatient and inpatient, uh, maybe some programs uh, for the elderly, uh, maybe assisted living. And we're working with both Long Beach City College and Cal State Long Beach to provide some um, training ground, some experience for their students in nursing, speech pathology, physical therapy, et cetera.
0: That would be, I know as a retired professor at Long Beach State that nursing has always for a long time been an impacted program and they wait to get into the program and the program has relationships with other Absolutely. entities in town and that partnership would be so perfect. Well, it's
5: a community effort.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, what about non-medical uses of the property? Is there is there a possibility of, of just putting uh, commercial enterprises on those 10 acres?
5: I don't, wouldn't rule anything out right now, but really I think what we want to do is have it to be a health and well-being campus as opposed to a commercial enterprise. Yes, we had uh, Supervisor
0: Janice Hahn on our show last week, and she mentioned a mobile uh, heart cart, uh, if you will, bringing bringing medicine to the patient rather than having the patient right. go to the hospital. Can you speak to that
5: at all? I wish I could, Art, but I, I can't. But the, but but the I, doctors right here. Talk there to the go. doctor.
3: Yeah. Well, like I said, things are changing, and medicine is changing so fast, it's hard to predict what the future is going to hold. I think the main thing we need to do is try to be flexible and adaptable.
0: Well, uh, I've had the occasion uh, three times to use the emergency room at uh, community and just first-rate service and uh, uh, excellent
3: medical care. Well you know about 20 percent of all the paramedic runs in Long Beach go to community hospital. Really? So it's an important place to keep open especially if you live on the east side. I mean I think as you mentioned earlier in an emergency uh, time Time. is really important and so the the distance between East Long Beach and Memorial or uh, St. Mary's can make a big difference, especially when there's a lot of traffic. Absolutely. So I think it's important to keep that ER open.
0: Well, the, the, the polls of the community uh, strongly indicate the, the desire to keep that hospital open and anything the community can do to, to help you guys complete uh, this project, uh, I think you
5: just ask and, and, and you get that cooperation. That's a great point, Art. You know, I think Mario talked about the timeline between July 3rd when the hospital license goes in suspense and when we open it back up. Yes. But really for this new iteration of a community asset to be successful, we have to listen to what the community wants. So we will be going out and having listening sessions and talking to people in East Long Beach, talking to the paramedics, talking to the physicians. What is it that we can do there to make it better for everybody? Well, if we can be helpful in that effort, you just let us know and we'll
0: be there. Uh, We go back uh, 25 years here at Long Beach at at Straight Talk with Community Hospital and uh, anything we can do for them, we want to. That would be great. Yeah. So coming full circle, uh, what's the timeline, Doctor, for all this getting put in place?
3: Well, the hospital is scheduled to, to close, I believe, on July 3rd. Correct, yes. And so from that point on, the clock starts. and we have going, one year? Oh, we hope it would be just a matter of months, a month's not month's. a year. But you do, I mean, you have one month. There's, there's that one-year window. Yes. And then we're going to have to go back to the state with our plan. We're going to have to go to the legislature and ask them for an extension on the timeline uh, seismic standards. But, you know, there's a lot of work to be done.
0: But when things get rolling in a certain direction, and uh, without being immodest, having uh, the likes of the Molina family involved in this project, I think probably adds some considerable weight when they go before these different boards.
3: Well, I I think our chances for success are good, but, you know, there are no guarantees. I've been really pleased by the support we've gotten from the community. Mm -hmm. It's been really impressive to see how everyone has You know, been supportive and offered to help. So I think that also helps and bodes well for the success of the project. Well said, well
0: said. Okay, we'll be back with the rest of our show after these messages. I think it's very fortunate that in our community, we have people like Dr. Mario and John Molina and Councilman Daryl Supernor, who are fighting to, to, to make this hospital a reality and to keep it functioning as a great asset to the community, which clearly wants it. So
5: congratulations to Thank you guys. Thank you. We've got a minute left, uh, John, to say whatever you want. Well, Art, I think Mario said it at the city council meeting, um, a tremendous amount of work went to get us to this point city staff, uh, John Keisler and his group, city council, Susie Price, and of course, uh, super uh, councilman, superna- excuse me, um, and the community itself. But the hard work doesn't end now. I mean, the hard work begins phase two. Yes. Where we really wanna put something in that's special and that's financially sustainable. Yes. But two other groups have, have operated the hospital and they have decided that it wasn't worth their time and effort. Um, we're gonna make sure that this thing is successful.
0: Well said, well said. Thank you, John, and Dr. Mario.
3: Well, I think I wanna start off by thanking the city and the city council for their faith in us, uh, for the staff who've done such a good job pulling all this together so quickly and negotiating with Memorial to put the license in suspense. That was key. Yeah, and last but not least, I wanna thank John because John was the architect of this whole thing and it's been his plan that we're gonna implement. Nice. Thank you, Mario. You're welcome. Well, that's a nice
0: legacy, and uh, anything we can do to help, you let us know. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for joining us, and thank you at home from via guest. Please join us next week for the next edition of
1: Straight Talk. Good night, everyone. Straight Talk has been brought to you by the Port of Long Beach, the Press-Telegram, and Scan Health Plan. And remember, Straight Talk is viewable 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.